Lab Radio International dot com. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. The event horizon of Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fam Radio International. And welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. And we're here bringing you the official radio show of Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. And it is the day after deadline night. And Chris, It's not even a day after. It's not. It's, it's the same day the of same the longest day. night. Indeed. You think Game of Thrones had a long night? We have longer. Yeah. Well, at least we could see what was going on. <coughs> Just maybe. about. Um, By the end of it, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. So, yeah, hopefully Chris is tucked up in bed, having a nice sleep and uh, getting recovered. And, and so Sean, although separate beds, I'd hate to trying to uh, create any... Um, yeah, it? let's carry on. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> anyway... Any gossip is that's what I was trying yes, to say. I was trying yes. to avoid, you know, trying to create gossip. There, we don't want so. tittle tattle. Indeed not. So, hopefully, they're getting a bit of rest. And so you're stuck with us tonight, and we're going to go through everything that's happened. If you want to be involved in the show tonight, it's studio at fabradiointernational.com, and we are on Twitter. Starburst underscore mag. And if you get in touch with us via any of those methods, then we will engage you. We will talk about what you want to talk about, and it will be fun. Frivolity will ensue. From last, not a guarantee. Week, not a guarantee. Last week's show, which it was on out on podcast, it was called Peter Duncan Stump, and it, it, we got on that subject because we were discussing that stump from Flash Gordon. I, don't know, I remember yeah. it. I was and um, Tariq um, had been on Twitter, so he's uh, he got a little uh, cheeky little anecdote there. If I can just find it, here we go. Yep. In the late 90s, I was in... This is Tariq, who's um, one of our favourite readers and, and, uh, and did a limited edition set of badges at our fil- first film festival. Yes, and, still got them. And gave me a highly inappropriate bottle of vodka mm-hmm. with some celebrity uh, on the front. In the late 90s, I was invited to a party at Peter Duncan's house. He was about to embark on a world tour and he's put, like, speech marks around the world tour. <laughs> At which I had doggy-style sex with some random girl 
in his potting shed while simultaneously watching Duncan through the shed window as he gave his valedictory speech on a makeshift stage in his garden. I thought I would share. Yes, certainly was potting, wasn't it? Wow. Um, that is that is an odd story, that, Tariq. Yeah. That is an odd story, any way you look at it. I mean... You get green fingers. Oh, God. So, I mean, yeah, he struck me as being a bit weird, but he did he did get... He got booted off Blue Peter for being in a porn movie, didn't he? Oh, it wasn't He got outed as a, a soft porn, wasn't it? He was it, 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 it was that one, he'd done prior to Blue Peter. It was one of these ones that I'm into, these yeah, I know, che- yeah. cheeky ones from the yeah. 70s yeah. that everybody was in. Irene Handel was in them all. Yeah. You know, it's it's nothing to be ashamed of. What are they? Um, are they them uh, ones that are referred to as nudie cuties? No, they're, they're the they're the 60s ones. They're the, they're the American 60s ones, the nudie cuties. Right. Uh, ours are just British sex comedies. How far did they go? They didn't go all the way. I got an album from one of them. It got into... You actually bought it because it was in Starburst. You know, I love um, our Nick's selections. He comes up with some cracking stuff in, in OST. Mm. That's our soundtracks column. And it was uh, Mr. Peter's Pets. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I got that on vinyl after it. Is it good? Oh, God, it's brilliant. Because I, I fancied that myself. That was right. I've, I've oh, got to try and right. find the film because it's right on my you get You get the film with oh. the vinyl. Well, there you, you go. Get, you actually, the vinyl's not much. It's the, say, it's the same price as, say, a normal, you know, 20 quid uh, vinyl, 18 quid, something like that. But you've got the movie DVD in Excellent. it. Because I thought it was the soundtrack. I thought, oh, that's great. I've got the soundtrack on, on CD so I can put it on my iPod, you know, yeah. whatever. And then, and then I realised, and then I'm trying, it wouldn't play. Right, and then next minute I saw Power DVD firing up and then there's a menu there and I went, oh God, it's the movie. Excellent. I've never had that. I've never bought a soundtrack and then had the actual movie given as a freebie. I think with these old, more obscure ones, they should do that more often. It strikes me, this movie, the, the Mr. Peter's Pets, is um, it struck me that it looks like out of copyright to me. Possibly, yeah. It struck me that way. I, don't, I might be Either that or it never was. Yeah, so if anyone <laughs> w- wants to get it, it's out on vinyl, Mr. Peter's Pets, and it's a great, if you love soundtrack albums, this is, it, you could put it on in the house and you'll feel like you're on a, a porno movie set in 1958. Yeah. We see, like we say, there's nothing wrong with these sort of things. Herschel Gordon Lewis started in all that sort I'm of not, stuff. I'm not, I'm and, knocking, uh, it's just not my sort of thing. I never watched porn when but, I was but a kid, not, you know. But they're not really up. porn, are they? They're just cheeky. Oh, these are just daft, aren't they? I yeah. mean, I saw the, the Ron Jeremy stuff and this stuff. It's just... Uh, they're it's polar they're opposites. Yeah, they, they're interesting to watch just because they're that bloody ridiculous. Yeah, they, this is this is almost like Benny Hill. Yeah. I remember the, just for a few was, more boobs. There was just one on at a mate's house, and it was a Ron Jeremy one. And it was the first time I didn't even know who Ron Jeremy was. The Hedgehog. And Do you know why it. they call him the Hedgehog? No. I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you off air. Oh, right. So Let everybody think at home. Anyway, <laughs> the, uh, they, he was just walking down the street, Ron Jeremy, his character. And he he walks in it and he just sees two girls getting it on through uh, a window in the house. He's just walking past and he and then he pulls it. He put pulls out. He puts on the the hanging rack. The binoculars are hanging. Round. I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that. And he's not pulling anything yeah. else out yet. No. And uh, he just grabs the binoculars and starts having a look. And then we're seeing what he's seeing, you know. And and then the but. At the time I'm I'm seeing that I'm just like, why is he walking down the street with a pair of binoculars? 
just hanging round. He, like, he might be a bird watcher. Yeah, I know. And this that, is that, how, that's the difference that a bird is watching. This is how ridiculous they are. Because they're love, trying to I love, I love, I love fun a, ones. I love, I love yeah. the... Oh, this was ridiculous. You know, like, as we were just oh. saying before, you know, the British sex comedies. They, was just, they were just... Um, all you had was... They were topless, that's it. And, yeah, I mean, it bit, bit of a cheeky bum or something. I mean, like I've that. seen some awful bloody stuff that some of the... Um, like the, the door staff at, at working at Satan's Hollow. We had a, an office there before we got the magazine and we had offices based in there before we moved out. We needed bigger officers and they they'd come in and I'd, I'd come in and because I let them initially use the office you know to go and have a meet before they go and do the job and all that and, and if one of them was having a break or I'd finished early they'd, they'd just start watching stuff like that on no, this no. TV and I, 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 I had to tell them to stop because people were coming in and they'd leave that like on pause or they'd leave it playing while they went out to the toilet or whatever. Other people coming in my office are what, thinking I'm watching all this and it's hideous stuff. And, and, and you can't always put it away in time, can you? Oh no, no, you can't. <laughs> there was one I remember, it just looked like, it looked like that, that when you see the egg in Alien, yeah. yeah. I don't even know what it was looking at. There was some at there, there was some squelchy noises. There was it was <laughs> it was revolting and it was and it was real. I don't know what it was I was looking at. Should, um, should we should we get anyway, on to uh, let's get on to sci fi horror fantasy instead we of just fantasy. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris yeah. is gonna go mad at home. Yeah, I'd be alright. This is this is good content this. Unfortunately, after last week we got some bad news. Um, we were busy putting the magazine together, getting it all sorted, and then we had a last-minute obituary. That late, we couldn't even feature it prominently in, in the mag, so we had to redo the the um, reader's letters page and all, all the rest of it, and I featured him in the editorial. We had a chat about, you know, we did, went through his life and that. And, yeah, Peter Mayhew, sadly, is, is not with us anymore. Died a couple of weeks shy of his 75th birthday, and... Yeah, what a nice guy. Everybody said he was. I've not met. I didn't meet him. I hadn't seen him myself. But every single person I know that has met him, were, uh, they all say the same words. It's a lovely, charming, nice, decent. Oh, I've yeah. not heard a bad word said about him. I mean, I'd seen him at conventions, and he always had mm. time for fans. He was, you know, if you saw him walking yeah. to the, the green room and all that, mm. he, he would always sort of let on and things, and yeah, just yeah. say hello to people. He didn't mind. He was an interesting guy because he he went he went uh, he, there was a casting call for really tall actors. Um, stay, and he'd done the um, that creature out of the Sinbad Golden the, was the, it the Minotaur? Yeah, and it was which uh, one was that seven? Uh, Eye of the Golden Tiger. Voyage. Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. These eyes peer out through time, through space, to a land beyond imagination. These are the eyes of the tiger. Follow their gaze back. Back to where legends first began, where fantasy is real and the land of the lost is rediscovered. Journey across the oceans of antiquity to the northern edge of the ancient world. As Sinbad battles with both human... From the depths of the earth, I command you, arise! ...and supernatural evil. Destroy them! Sinbad! Bewitched him. Let me get the smile from 
from her face. Filmed in the miracle of Dinorama. Starring Patrick Wayne, Taryn Power, Jane Seymour. From producers Charles H. Schneer and Ray Harryhausen. Come face to face with the prehistoric trog. See the sorceress bring life to the all-powerful Minotaur. Eat with the power as only I command you. See Sinbad battle the saber-toothed tiger, guardian of the secret shrine. Join Sinbad, the greatest of all adventurers, in his biggest adventure of all. And that's the one that I'm not that impressed with. I shouldn't really say that when I'm doing a no bit on on there. But I, he, he was great though, you know. No, it's like, I love that film. Yeah. It's, uh, I prefer. I think I like Golden Voyage best. I think um, I mean, the shine had come off a little, lot, but it felt that's the one that was done in the seventy five. Was it? So it was it, late. It was wasn't made it? in seventy five. Didn't come out till seventy eight. Got released as a B movie, didn't it? As a, as a, there was much, a double yeah. feature. I was at seventy seven. It came out. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Sinbad um, and the yeah, Eye of the Tiger. This was um, this was released with another movie, and I can't remember what it was. It was a double bill. And I, I'm pretty sure I saw it with something else. It yeah. was probably something that was totally inappropriate as well. Oh, yeah, you always were. I remember watching a Double Bill with um, Capricorn. One was released with something else, and I can't mm. remember what that was. But I, the Vikings with Lee Majors was released with a sci-fi movie called Laser Blast. Yeah, it's just crazy. Why? Yeah, why would you? Why would you? You got release, your money's worth. Yeah, but why would you release uh, an action movie, a bog standard action movie set in a historical setting with an out and out science fiction film? You you're taking a bit of a gamble there, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, I, I, off the top of my head, it might have even uh, been the Cannonball Run or some, not the Cannonball Run, the Gunball Rally. It yeah, was yeah, with, it yeah. might have been with something right, like that. Right. So. I just remember it being out as a part of a double bill. But I mean, be honest, when you go to these double bills, most of the time you just remember the main one you went to see, don't you? And it's a, it's a, it's a free film. Yeah, that was it. Geez, Dick, you'd never get him do it now, would you? No. Can you imagine that? But you used to always have continuous performance as well. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. if you'd walked in halfway through the film, which you used yeah. to do back then, oh, yeah. you'd stay until that part it'd of the start film. again, yeah, <laughs> I know. I'd done it. I remember doing it first time uh, we missed the Four Musketeers at the cinema and then we waited till the... In it. I always remember it was a bit with the acid daggers. Mm. Uh, so I waited till the acid daggers started again. Yeah. You know, it's a bit of a shit way to watch a film, really. It is, it is. It. But, you know, you end up with people leaving halfway through, yeah. not realising that they've seen up I to that point. I don't think young people would understand this. It's what we used to call the full, a full feature performance, a full mm. uh, supporting uh, performance. Yeah, it? yeah. So you'd have, you'd go in. There'd be a weird sort of, um, there'd be a few adverts for ice cream. Then there'd be a weird documentary on something that yeah. you had no interest in. It could be... T- Talisa Vallis doing always, overdubs always, about Birmingham. Always Talisa Vallis. I don't know <laughs> what the hell was going on there. They just He had a voice for it, I guess. It could be a shipyard or some motorbike 
uh, rally or yeah, whatever. Or something and, about skateboarders. Yeah, and then and then you'd go into another advert, local adverts with weird, um, really Cor- cheap adverts for Indian houses. Yeah. <laughs> then then you got the trailers, and then finally, finally, you got the movie, the mm. f- the main feature. And that was it. It was a full, yeah. They called it a full support performance, didn't they? Because yeah. you had the whole lot, and you, so you go and see a two-hour film, and it would be three hours yeah, that, that you'd be least. in the cinema to yeah. watch everything. And then there were continuous performance where it was just like it'd be shown again in the ten minutes later. I'd watch some of them documentaries now out of interest. If someone brought those out on a on a Blu-ray and just said, "Oh, these are ten of the uh, ones that were shown in the 70s. I wouldn't I be surprised if, if Network them. hasn't done something like that. I know because they you because I certainly wasn't paying attention. There was there was a supporting feature with Empire Strikes Back yeah. which turned up a couple of years ago yes on, it was on a YouTube. fantasy a fantasy it, movie it was like a sword and sorcery type thing just a 20 odd minute thing and they want to make a sequel to it don't yeah. they yeah that was amazing that because that was I, why I remember that one is because it's the first time where I didn't go oh my word you know? yeah. <laughs> I, whereas I remember the there was a documentary on motorbikers hmm. uh, before Star Wars yeah. So you know, you imagine how many times I saw Star Wars, I saw this documentary, yeah. and and I still can't remember it. So it just shows how you're capable of switching off. Don't yeah. It? <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, poor old Peter Mayhew. So yeah, we got, sort of got off the the track there, didn't we? As usual, uh, yeah. Peter was a bit known for doing the circuit. He he had a lot of time for his fans, loads and loads of time for his fans. But as um I was talking to before the show about it, he'd wrote two two amazing children's books that were all about the uh, what it's like to be different because him with this uh, Marfan syndrome because he wasn't a giant. Um people say that he was a giant and that he had all these health issues. He didn't. He had Marfan syndrome. And Marfan syndrome just means that Things grow larger than they should, and the he didn't have a miss it like a giant as a as like if you see a dwarf a, they they have different uh, size heads in relation to the the body yeah and he didn't suffer from any of that and he would get annoyed when people were saying he suffered from gigantism yeah because he didn't he had Marfan syndrome you ever and see his thumbs up no thumbs are as big as your hand yeah he was a very very big bloke i mean he's seven foot two that's that that is i mean it's it's very very tall he it attracts attention and that's why he wrote those books this first one was about what it's like to grow up in his little life it was a sort of children childrenized version of his life and experiences yeah. made, made so you could read it like very much like so people painting. can relate to it and it's you know yeah and, and make, I, make kids feel okay if they're a bit different and as you know these books don't need you know anybody listening to this who's in, in writing they'll understand this yeah children's books unless you're it's harry potter and and really big fantasy books these these little more educational type children's books don't make a lot of money so he he did literally just do it to try and help children and it was a very effective book that actually brings you to tears because you you're reading it and it's so nice it's so heartfelt and the way that he describes how he felt and how he got over it you you could if this was given to a child who had a disability or was or stuck out a bit different they 
it was very it was very heartwarming to read it and then he did a follow-up which was about if you are different how to cope with being bullied and the pressures and, and everything i thought those two books were really nice and and they gave a massive insight into what a decent person he must yeah. have been yeah absolutely because he, he had nothing to gain from doing that and he'd already got a career he'd got an income he didn't really have to work he was doing the conventions and yeah. i think he really liked seeing fans from yeah, what I've, for, I've for told. you know anybody in that sort of you know whether whether it be you know especially the people who who not necessarily got a career outside of dressing yes. up. Yeah, I'm trying to be polite with it, but you know this. No, there are some people that they're, are going, they're not they're not actors yeah. as, per se. There are some people that are going round that would like as you refer to him like second stormtrooper yeah. on the right. You know, he's he's a. Uh, They've only been in a couple of scenes. They haven't done much. Most of it's standing around. I mean, even all them bounty hunters, other than Bobby Fett, they didn't do much, did they? They no. just you could you wrapped them up in a costume, told them to stand there, and and that's it. Mm. Whereas, you no, know, you can't argue that Chewbacca. Yeah, the sound design was great for him. The language, the the growls, everything brought him to life. Yeah, but it was Peter's mannerisms. It's his performance. Yeah. It, it was he was he was like the yeah. mime. That was, that little yeah. um, that little sort of shrug that he'd do yeah. them, them little details them bits where he'd go oh well never mind that sort of look yeah. and and he brought a lot of that to Chewbacca I mean Chewbacca was very expression of he's, it, it, you you got a lot even you sort of knew what he was saying didn't you yeah. and it was you know. his eyes so yeah it was yeah. yeah it was it absolutely was I really really do think that he gave a lot to that character and like, mm-hmm. as you say he, he then thought it was all over then suddenly after the three movies he then he moved to the United States mm-hmm. and he made a home there and, and it was all well and next minute you, you know he's uh, being called back to come and we didn't know it would be his last one but he did The Force Awakens, but mm. he wasn't well enough to do it. He, was he doing wasn't it. doing a lot of the action scenes. He did a lot of the sitting down stuff. He did stuff. the sitting down scenes in The Falcon and stuff. But, yeah. uh, but his, yeah. his, his, his standing at that point has become the new Chewbacca. So, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, Junus, somebody. Soon, yeah. yeah, I can remember yeah. his name. Junus. Yeah, Junus, yeah. But he uh, speaks very highly of him. So. Oh, he, he, he was in the newspapers. He was interviewed. He seemed really quite gutted yeah. um, because he, he saw him as a mentor because I would imagine he, he was he was very charming. as He, he said he couldn't have learned more from yeah. him. I mean, I, I, I saw Junus at a Comic-Con, uh, yeah. his first appearance last year. Right, and he was he was very even then, yeah, sort of like all oh, very giving, but he could do the growl. Oh, could he? Yeah, really. He doesn't do it in the film. No, but no. he's learnt it, so it, he can act it, sort of thing, and oh, they just good. overdub it. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's neat. That and but like I say, I've, in the last film, I might not have enjoyed the film, but it was nice seeing Chewie on screen, and he would, and he played him well. So he's mm. obviously passed on that. Manner those mannerisms and he's done done okay so that that's good well that takes us up to the first break anyway yep. so yeah Peter Mayhew I would imagine he'll get a dedication in the new movie when it comes out let's hope so and um, it'll be it's, it's sad because it will be so it'll be Junus playing him and and you'll probably see him in other films because he's around for two hundred years in the canon and he so yeah. he could pop up in literally any of these films and. The, I think it's going to be strange, isn't it? Because you know that it's not Peter Mayhew anymore, yet yeah. it always will have something of him in the character, won't it? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, so what a nice bloke and what, what a real shame. If you are alone, don't answer the phone. 
It could set you up for a visitor who turns killer. He is not particular, as long as you're beautiful, sensuous, and photogenic. You see, he poses as a magazine photographer and schedules an appointment for murder. Yours. I know because it happened to me. I was one of the lucky ones. I didn't keep the appointment. You'll see the complete story in the new shocking motion picture, Don't Answer the Phone. Rated R. Under 17 must be accompanied by parent or guardian. Starburst Radio. The show that sometimes remembers to bring you some of the latest genre news and reviews. Until they get distracted. Those hands are playing the strangest musical instrument in the world. The only instrument that is not touched by hands. You ask for And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And we've got quite a few emails. And we might as well start going through these and then see where that takes us because we've yes. got a fair bit of news and a few things to cover. And Loz. Hello, hey, Loz. Loz. He's here. Mr. We, Loz it would not be the, uh, the same without him. So he's going on here about Game of Thrones. He just says, Game of Thrones back on track. So... Interesting. That mean that he didn't or did like they didn't like the third one, but likes the one this week, maybe. Or do you mean in... was last season not good for him? Mm. Or... I've seen some people moaning about last the, the season seven, season eight more. They reckon they seem to think there was a drop in in uh, quality, drop in standards. But it's about the time when the books ran out and they it, started doing their own stuff. That is exactly people. what it is. And you yeah. know, there's a drop in, you know. The, the deaths, pace quickened the, the, up, de- the deaths is a drop in the way they've introduced a lot of sex and things like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they were doing it literally by the book Yeah, originally. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was taking a long time to get certain parts, like you say. With, there has been, however, this massive, massive, massive backlash about episode three. Mm. Um, and that battle was supposed to be the, the final but the bigger battle of the of the series. I mean, yeah, the, the whole point about the who sits on the Iron Throne is the point of Game of Thrones. That's the big support we've been built up to believe that this is what is going to be. The, at the end, there will be somebody sat on that throne and we may or may not be happy about who it is. Yeah, sure, that's important. But the big battle, the biggest threat was the supposed thing been to be building up. Yeah, the biggest threat wasn't any of these armies. It's the fact that whoever won uh, the the throne, whoever ended up there, there was a good chance that these creatures were just going to come and take out everything. Yeah, and there'd be nothing left. So that battle was massive, and they decided to film it in what I can only describe as a. What should I say? How, how can I be polite? A a stunning misjudgment of of style, I think. I think I think you'll probably change your mind when you watch it on Blu-ray. I might well when it's not being compressed. I made the to mistake hell. of staying up till two a.m. and watching it on Sky, so that will have been being um, decoded into the. It's, 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 been, it's been compressed. compressed. Yeah, it's been it's all sorts going on. Yeah, and you know. But you do realise that most people will have watched it like I, I did. I, I'm, I'm guessing 89, 99% yeah. of it. But And the, the Fabio it... Wagner, who was the DP, who yeah. shot all that, 
didn't help matters by doing uh, when all this started kicking off by Thursday. It started. I saw it when it was out on the Sunday night. By mm. Monday, I was. I came in the office. I was going out. They, they have made a massive mistake with this. But I thought it would just be me. And then, literally, by twenty-four hours' time, the internet was on fire over this. And then Fabio Wagner comes forward, and he basically, uh, you're waiting for some apology or explanation or whatever, and he just said, "Turn your brightness up." Now, see, that's the bit that they shouldn't do. They shouldn't be telling people. Well, that's to do showing that. all the artifacting and all the. Yeah, the, that's going to make it look worse. It did look worse. But, but what? Yeah, what he should just say is, you know, we didn't make a version that would have lasted the compression, which yeah. is what they should have done. Like you do when yeah. you you record an album, you do you mix for the CD, and you've got to do it's, a different different master for I've the got, vinyl. I've got a thing. I've got a problem with with this is that episode. And and I've got to tell you the the bits in the crypt. I was following it to a degree. I was, I was trying to. I had to literally concentrate though because I'm like, oh god, what's happened there? What's happened here? Trying to fill it in in my own head. I uh, found a lot of it very difficult to follow. But the the crypt was unwatchable. The sequence yeah, I, I fa- in the crypt was unwatchable. The version I watched, uh, I was fine with, but I was right. wasn't watching it on my big TV. I was streaming it on my my PC downstairs. Oh, well, that might be better. That will have looked better then. But- so, so it, I watched it, it, it on wasn't the getting screen. as, you know, it wasn't getting compressed. It was going yeah. through the proper file yeah. rather than. Yeah. Well, I watched it on on Sky on a massive TV. It couldn't have been any worse. Yeah. And the and the the problem there, you, it's perfectly fine when it's normal and it's normal daylight or or even other stuff like if you want to see how this sort of sequence can be done, you look at Peter Jackson. He filmed the Mines of Moria sequence, which is the where they go into the mines and have to go through there to get through, through the mountain. And they unfortunately awakened all the orcs and all the creatures living in there. And you, at the end, have a massive fight. And that's when... Um, that's when... Um, the, the, the fight with a Balrog on there, yeah. and it and Gandalf ends up going down. You think he's dead, but he comes back later. No uh, spoiler. Um, <laughs> I think but, the uh, the time's gone for. But that you one. saw everything. You could see everything that was going on, and they were underground. They were they were in a mountain. There were there was no daylight. There's nothing, and the, he found a really perfect way of doing it. The lighting was good. Look. It's cinema. We're supposed to cheat. They they wanted this thing to look natural. That there is a, a way of looking natural, and then these are being too smart for your own good. And that's what this was. It was it was trying. It's, it's a bit too of both. Hard. It's a bit of both. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, yeah but you've got to you've got to be able to see the bloody thing on the way. What, what do you do when you uh, when you a group of you are marching through the jungle? You don't walk at the pace of the fastest guy, do you? No. You know, you, they should have looked at this and gone, what's the average sort? Not not saying get it so that you can watch it on a shitty TV with, you know, poor connection or, you know, uh, badly set up TV, you know, whatever, or streaming it at a lower, much lower bit rate. I'm talking about an average, average sort of TV, mm. what someone would be looking at. And if it doesn't look right on that, you should have done some test shots, and if it didn't look right on that, you should have you should have had to think. Should have yeah. had a bloody think. There's yeah, ways of doing yeah. it. Or, or, you or, cheat. Or release the version that they maybe not be hundred percent happy with, but say wait till you see it on on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. 
You just, well, yeah. And, well. Th- and then you'll see it the way we want it yeah, to. Yeah, and that'll annoy people, though, if you start saying that. I know, but... Some people will go, what, so I've got to go and buy a box set of Game of Thrones for 100 quid now? You know so very well, most of them will get it anyway. They will, yeah, but, but what you've got to remember is this first time they watched that episode was very important hmm. because that's when all... The, that's supposed to be the optimum time of enjoyment when you're watching something like that that's narrative driven not you know it did matter the events in the episode matter who died who didn't going in for the second time even if it's perfect and looks much better you're missing that initial job yeah, yeah. and I think people felt very very cheated and some people had said well you know I've been watching this for seven years and then at the very very end you slap me in the face like this some people take took this show very seriously mm. but that I do think that was a mistake now this week's Game of Thrones. There's a proper mistake. <laughs> um, there was a really big mistake in that one. I don't know um, how many of you have seen it. I would imagine you'd have to be off-world not to uh, Yeah, it, it's been the most talked-about thing on yeah. the internet, I think. It's got a Twitter account. <laughs> it's got a Twitter account. I know they've, 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 they've started adding it into other things. <laughs> yeah, but basically, yeah, Starboard. Daenerys uh, was having a cheeky espresso yeah, while she was trying it, to keep awake during the all-night shooting. And it's not a Starbucks one, it's an Irish brand, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I gathered that. Mm. But basically, it's a, a Costa slash Starbucks slash whatever coffee cup, and it's there. And it, there is no getting around it. I mean, it's but, a 17 minutes and 40 seconds into into that episode, she's there. But if you uh, try and stream it now... It's gone. It's gone. It's gone, yeah. Because they that is they, the shitbag shuffle. It. Oh, did I, don't blame him. I mean, you got to fix it, haven't you? If you make a mistake like that, I mean, in, but how the how that got through? Um, I honestly think it's a a pissed off member of the crew who's done it out of spite. I just don't see how it could be. But an there's, accident. there's so many people on that set. There'll be continuity people can you imagine watching everything. It, yeah, but can you imagine how it, it stand out? That'd stand out as much as me having a Viking goblet on this desk now. You yeah. know, you'd go, what the hell is that? I know, because you usually have the big horn thing. I do, yeah, I drink. I didn't know someone who does. My friend Shaggy, he goes in, Fabby, mm, yeah, he comes no, in. Yeah, yeah. He, has, he has it, he drinks out of the horn. Yeah. And he tapped on and let on to me one night while he was in there drinking out of the horn. I was with two mates and I actually pretended I didn't know him. <laughs> I told him, though, afterwards, I told him, I'm sorry, I denied you. Christ <laughs> denied. But there was uh, the great scene in this week's episode, which we're not going to too much spoiler in, because yeah, it's still only a few days old. A few spoilers, but not much. But, but light spoilers. Light spoilers. But the, what's, what's the character with the ginger beard? Oh. The big guy. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. With, with ca- drinking out the horn. Yeah. I absolutely adored him when he was getting more and more drunk. Yes. Sort of really chatting with everybody. Yeah, it was got, great. Reliving his bit of fight. Yeah. And he just goes, and right, which one of you bastards shat in my pants? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. He was he was a great character. I like that episode when they all went beyond the wall. Mm. I thought that episode was great because they all, all together, him, the hound, and all the rest, the guy with the one eye, I can yeah, never yeah. remember his name. Him. There's a lot of characters in this. I, I, I gave up trying to remember names. And, um, and I like them when they all went, and they got the, uh, that was when the dragon got killed, the first one. Yeah. And it, um, I thought they were a great little team. And I mean, I, mean, I like the hound. You saw a bit, a bit more of him. This he, he's, week. He's, they're actually giving him more of a character now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone wants him because his brother is the mountain. He's mm. the, the, who's now been brought yeah. back, and everyone wants him to go and them um, to have that big fight. 
you know, yeah, yeah. them two, and then probably put his put his brother to rest by killing him. You know, the, there's a lot of lot of plot uh, plots need resolving over the next couple of weeks. It's not very long, but I will say this: uh, I remember we carefully watched this show as she's crawled across the other continent mm. all the way, snakes away to then spent ages getting across the sea. Then we we've did a lot of time at Dragonstone and then moving up, and then she gets to Winterfell. And now, wow, they, they, they travel speeded up this week, didn't it? Yep. Right, age. we're going to leave for King's age Landing. Age of the train. Yeah. And we're going to leave for King's Landing in the morning, right? Next minute, they, you're flying over over King's Landing. This is probably where the coffee cup comes in. Yeah, I know. This is, uh, it's just, she, I mean, she's had a right. coffee now that she can whizz along. Yeah, couldn't we have just had a scene where someone went, well, it's been a few weeks, but we're finally here. Are yep. we all ready now? You know, and then suddenly at least you've acknowledged there's been some travel involved. Jesus Christ, he did, did the doctor wouldn't have got there as quick in the TARDIS. No. You know, it's um, quite interesting that. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the episode. I did. There's been a bit of a backlash, though. Go on. Uh, totally different reasons than last week's. Go on. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm conflicted because I agree to a certain extent with some of it. Okay. Uh, people are, are sort of saying the way the women are being treated is is well... not good. Because, again, this is going to come into a little bit of spoilery. Well, I mean, so there's been a lot of mistreatment of women, of female so, characters in this because of the nature of the world that it is. Though, absolutely, but they've been building out a, lot, a lot of strong female characters in it. Oh, yeah, they, they have done. And they have. Especially uh, Daenerys and her, her friend and, and um, all them. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And now you've had... And Cersei, for God's sake. Well, you yeah, know. That, and, and I think this is probably why they're suddenly kicking off, for want of a better expression. Uh, you had Brienne... Mm-hmm. Suddenly she gets a sh- spoilers. Suddenly she gets a shag, and now she's crying because someone's leaving. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened three episodes ago. Did two he, episodes she's ago? She's been made clear that she's got very deep feelings for him. Yeah, and it touched her that she, he came back and rescued her from that bear but fight. She, if you remember, yeah, but she was which she got her, her neck ripped open, and now she's got no scar. By the way, but yeah, but she was she's st- usually so strong and so stony faced. That's one thing. Well, I thought that was the whole point, that at last, the, the two of them, he's learning how to be a decent guy and a stand-up sort of guy. He's trying to do the right thing, mm. and she's learning how to feel and open up and be a bit more emotional. It, it's just a little bit, little bit too sudden, I think. Oh, OK. Uh, and I think that's what their argument Don't is as well. think getting upset over somebody that you obviously do love leaving is, is yeah. weakness. Again, I agree with some of these... Daenerys getting more and more crazy as she's going along. They're not liking that. I think... I, I, I think there's something really building there which we might come into a minute. I, I, if this goes the way... I, I, In my head, I think that they're going to turn um, mad like her. It's going to turn out that this is genetic. That yeah, the, some, mad, the mad yeah. king. Yeah. And, and I think that you've been waiting. Oh, it's a mad king. And it's a bit of a... Um, you, you already knew. You met her brother. Mm. And you met her... And he was clearly a little bit tapped, but he was just actually a very vindictive, horrible person. That doesn't mean he was mad, the brother, mm. who, who um, he got killed in the first season. He got that, that crown uh, poured on his head, that, that yeah. metal. He, I don't think, I think you're supposed to think, oh, well, he, he's a bit, he's mad, so she's the same one. No, I just think he was evil. I just don't think you, he was out of his mind. I think he knew exactly what he was yeah. doing. 
I want what I came for. I want the crown he promised me. He bought you, but he never paid for you. Tell him I want what was bargained for, or I'm taking you back. He can keep the baby. I'll cut it out and leave it for him. What's he saying? He says yes. You shall have a golden crown that men shall tremble to behold. But that was all I wanted. What, what was promised? Kuromai. No! No! You cannot touch me! I am the dragon! I am the dragon! I want my crown! Ah! Look away, Khaleesi. No. Danny. Danny, please! A crown for king. But and she... maybe she is the one that's going to go crazy. Yeah. Now, if they do do that, then um, I would say this, if they were going to go down that route and this ends with uh, she's the mad queen and then they have to kill her and then Jon Snow becomes the king, I would have preferred to have seen some more signs yeah. along the way where people are like, oh, did she just do that? Yeah, did because she... at the moment it's she... more just... You can't just have someone go mad out of she, the blue. She, she's going mad for the you know, the power rather than... yes rather than as a clinical madness. Yeah, well, that's the first but, time where when she's in that hall and everyone's congratulating Jon Snow, she's started acting like a bit of a dick mm. for the first time. Yeah, it, the, the mask is slipping a little bit. Mm. Uh, but that's, that, I do agree that that would be a shame if it does end up like this because she has been a very, very, very strong character that people liked all the way through it. Yeah, and she's been great, yeah. yeah. Uh, another point that they, they don't like... Uh, Sansa, when she was having the conversation with the Hound about yeah. about you know was it the Hound? Yeah, the Hound. Went, she went, nearly got raped, and the Hound saved her. Yeah, uh, when uh, went just before she married yeah. Joffrey. Yeah, you yeah. know, you, yeah. you know, you're not the little bird anymore. No, that's it. Yeah. Well, that's what he said when she was literally. People talk about bad treatment of women characters. Jesus Christ, this was mm. awful. This scene. She got pinned down. They spread her legs. The guys were taking the trousers. Yeah, yeah, off. I remember it, a gang yeah. raper, and then the Hound come, but, killed them all, and then went, "Come on, you're safe now, little bird," and put her over his shoulder and took her. But the, 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 what they're drawing an objection to is she's using these things and uh, the other guy who imprisoned her. Yeah. Uh, the, the real nasty bastard. Yeah. Uh, the, they're taking what she said mm-hmm. as being, you know, I am what I am now because I've been through that. Okay. Whereas I took it as, you know, I'm a strong person. I've been through that, and I'm Correct. not. I'm, I'm not that I'm person not, and anymore. And I never broke. I never yeah. let it break me. But I'm, I think I'm they're here. taking it as that it's being written wrong. As you know, it's because 
the rape has made of this. I didn't take and it I, that and way. I didn't take it like that. I'm reading I this, and I can see the points, okay. but I, I didn't take it that way. No. So I'm just bringing the points up as it comes. Okay. And the other one, and this is the big spoiler, is so please put your fingers in your yeah. ears if you haven't seen it. Uh, Miss Andre. Yeah. Because she's the only person of colour female. It was very that, rushed as well, um, wasn't it? Yeah. It was very rushed. What happened one... with her... But well, real, you didn't but, but, see but, much. What you didn't see, you, they were setting sail. Suddenly, they're there. Suddenly, some there was a bit of a skirmish, which was very quick. Yeah. Next minute, she's missing. You didn't even see her get taken. And, and, and next and, minute, she's on top of a castle. And with, they know she's been taken. So yeah, how? I, all, all they knew that she was know, missing. Was, she could have been was, dead, dead at the was, bottom of the ocean. This is what I say about there's some aspects of it where it feels like they are rushing to get to certain points because they're running out of time to tell yeah. the story. But the, the the problem I've got with their argument about that, I can see what they're trying to say. That's that's a good role model right. to keep him. Oh, yeah, of course. The love story with... Yeah. with um, by, by keeping guy, her in... Worm guy. You know... <laughs> He's not. Well, it's just well, he ain't actually got a worm. Yes. That's the problem. But I very was, little worm. I thought it's nice that it was a romantic love story between those two nope. that didn't involve sex because they couldn't ever consummate and, it. And I they thought were, that they was were nice. A, a great couple, and, and you know he's a, a great character. But if they'd have kept her in just for the sake of it, for the you know keeping the balance sure. of, of the colour, yeah. that would be just as offensive, I think. I, I mean, you've got to tell a story, and you've got to tell a story, the best story you can tell, and I, I think that when you've got all these this many characters I think the problem is at the beginning there probably wasn't as much diversity in it as they, they should be No, and um, they're trying to make um, they did, but at the end of the day Westeros is, is not medieval Europe and you could have had a lot of uh, black people and, and other other ethnicities included, and it wouldn't have mattered because the, it's not Europe in the uh, uh, in the eleven hundreds. No, it's it's a fictional world, and you could have any colour, any colour, like breed, or breed. In, in, I, in I it. totally get what the arguments are coming at this thing, but mm. I think they're a little bit misjudged, and a little mm. bit misguided, and a little bit too over PC. Because, I understand, yeah, because it's. It, a, it's a fictional show. And yeah, it is. B, you know, just because your favourite's not keeping and living doesn't mean Well, this mean is the problem, <laughs> isn't it? I, I just think that we're, we're, uh, we're now two weeks away from the final episode. Thankfully, no details have been leaked, so we don't know what to expect. We've got two more episodes to go, and there's a lot to happen in two episodes. And we, I don't think you can play. I think this is Brexit. I think you, you're not going to please everyone with no. the final episode. Shall we do next week our predictions? If you want, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should, what put it out to people? Yeah, yeah. Because we'll have one. We'll have the we'll have the next episode. Yeah, and it should you know any ideas you've got? Who do you think's going to die in the next episode? Who's going to? Who do you think will ultimately it, yeah, end up we'll on have that, that one last, We'll have the one last episode. How yeah. we? How do we think it's going to end? Yeah, that's right. That's good. What? So we'll do that next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that then. Yeah, we'll concentrate more on it. In the meantime, I think we need to go for a break. We've got plenty of emails we're going to read out when we get back, and we we'll be as quick as we can. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. All the latest from the fantasy genre. Available from any good newsagent, or you can download to your tablet today. Embrace the alternative with Fab Radio. 
And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And we'll just plough on with these emails that uh, we didn't didn't get a chance to do that many because we're too busy musing over the the upcoming end of Game of Thrones. So we have an email from Susan Hanks, and she says, "Have you watched HBO's Chernobyl? Oh my God, amazing! Much love, Susan. Susan, it is it's on for me." to watch when I get back. I've actually got a copy of it and I'm going to be watching that when I get in. I can't wait. I I do I am fascinated with Chernobyl, the whole thing, the story of it is the closest did so far we've come to a really serious nuclear incident that mm. made that could have really really damaged life on earth that and it's, there's no saying it hasn't no it was a proper sci-fi movie um, horror story that was now the yeah i mean we had radiation in our rainwater here yeah. when that was going on the they came just shy of causing a massive massive problem for life on earth and, you know did. and you don't know how much we've been covered up still no well the, what you would you get they, they thankfully it's never got to this point it's what they call the china syndrome it's basically it's called the china syndrome because the film. You, you know yeah and, and it's true the mm. what's supposed to happen it'll reach a certain temperature and the 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 structure for the, the nuclear waste plant will then melt through the earth's crust and go straight down into the center of the earth and out the other side and it'd be the same as um you'd get the same devastation in the world as a as like the something that wipes out the dinosaurs yeah. And they say why it's called the China Syndrome is because, well, the UK, if you went straight through the the earth to the other side, it'd be Australia. Whereas in America, if you did the comedy, you know, cut through the centre of the earth and out the other side, it's it's China. So it, uh, yeah, basically came very close to finding out if that was a real thing and Chernobyl did do it. So that is, uh, I've not seen it. I'll let you know next week what I think of it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's always fascinated me, like Chernobyl Diaries. Yeah. I I love the going to weird abandoned it's a shame places. the film wasn't as good as it could have been. Well, the film could have leaned it was okay, into that a lot. It, was, yeah. it could have leaned into it mm. a lot more. My God, it had a den- downbeat ending. Though. Yeah. But... I would go to that there. That is a real thing. In Chernobyl Diaries, they have somebody who's extreme tourist. Yeah, yeah. He takes you there, gives you anti-radiation pills, and you'll be all right for a day um, or half a day there. Um, you still can't live there. It's still irradiated. I mean, in in the thing, you had like three-headed fish and weird creatures in the in the uh, that have mutated. Uh, God knows. I mean, there is footage. You can even go through it. Somebody's three D rendered it. They've gone to Chernobyl, filmed it, and the, and they've got the, you can go through Chernobyl in the Oculus Rift. Yeah. You can actually go and wander around, and obviously in a VR version of it but everybody I think you should get up in the suit as well though if you're doing that oh well uh, yeah maybe see the everybody that lived there died after they all died of cancer and various stuff there's no one isn't the people now building camps on the outskirts still I don't know I'm sure sure I read that because the the situation in that country is still quite bad yeah that's basically the only place they can go and settle yeah well you know it's not a good idea like you say but the wind blows quite harshly and you will end up with irradiated material all over the show and mm. I, I wouldn't go anywhere near it i mean i think it's 100 years it, they've got to wait and this is where it shows you the 
how bad these things are. This is the real world equivalent. So yeah, maybe it's a, it is a documentary, but my God, it it's certainly um, a horror story, and it's yeah. certainly something that we can cover. Um, Kev Murphy's saying, have you heard much about virtual reality special of Doctor Who, Tar Kev? Yeah, that is uh, another VR experience. Mm, talking about the Oculus, do. yeah. Yeah, Oculus Rift. You can go in it. I'm hoping I'm going to have a go of it. I think it's it's going to be great because I love VR. I've been obsessed with it since the Oculus Rift came out. I even went down to um, the Trocadero Centre where they had VR units in the, in the 90s and late 80s. So I played on it when it, I used the stuff when it was crap and didn't work proper but still thought, wow, I'm in another world. But now you are in another world. I mean, I play Star Trek Bridge Crew. I played that i got bullied by a load of kids but <laughs> but I, they kept finding me and all i kept going starting up another thing and they'd just log on just so they could do take the piss out you're of me. that crap one yeah they were face palming me all the time whenever i hit stuff but i was crashing the enterprise if you want the enterprise is another starship that like the enterprise but you all sit and do different jobs but you are on the deck of the enterprise you have no doubt it's exactly right and i told you when i got elite dangerous it was like sitting in the cockpit of a uh, fighter yeah, uh, yeah. space fighter and then you when things are going overhead like a ship flies over you can actually follow it with your eyes and then pull the joystick and it ma- it makes it so much more realistic and so this is a, a little episode mini episode of Doctor Who so I'm assuming I'm hoping that we'll end up inside the TARDIS that'd be awesome to be stood mm-hmm. inside there having a look round in VR yeah these things are great the best one I've ever been on me and Chris were in Vegas and we got we were lucky enough to be there at the exact time that the the Shadows of the Empire VR experience was on and we've talked about it on this show and you, we can't even now we gush whenever we mention it he bore, we bore Martin to death about this <laughs> It was wonderful, and every aspect of it, whenever you reached out and touched something, it was really there. Whenever you grabbed a handle, it made, it made the electrical vibration as you pulled it down, and everything synced. So they built up a, a set of rooms that you're obviously walking through a load of set of black rooms, but they had the stuff when you you saw a gun rack, you reached out, and the shocking bit, because in your VR at home, you whatever you reach out for is just you know eye candy. You mm. reached out in that and to a gun, and you grabbed a gun. The gun was real. You could hold it in your hands. All of this. We went over a, a, a river of lava because it was Mustafa and all a load of heat was, was blowing up. Things felt hot. We, we went into a bit that was cold with ice and it felt cold. Everything. And you were completely fooled. So I, I yeah, get this game. I mean, if you are into Doctor Who... I mean, it's it's an absolute must, isn't it? You've yeah. got to you've got to have a go at that. Still no date for it yet, but no, no, it should, be, it'll, should be soon. It'll be a big job. That David Galdar saying, "Hi guys, I've Hello. been to." Yeah, hi, David's our favourite. Oh, we shouldn't say favourite, should we? He's one we of our favourites. He's one of our favourites, definitely. But but we'll tell him he is our favourite when yeah. we see him because we all he knows do. he knows. He we love knows. Him. Um, hi guys, I've been in quite a few conventions and like you guys, there have been some celebs in the past that have disappointed. Oh yes. <laughs> Last Sunday we attended MCON and I have to say how fantastic Nick Frost, Benedict Wong and Ingrid Oliver were. There was no I'm a big star bullshit. They were genuinely friendly and having a laugh. We didn't feel like we were on a conveyor belt and it was a really nice experience and it, I was pleasantly surprised to find out that Benedict Wong is a fallow mank top guy. Absolutely, yeah. I, I didn't know he was a mank. He was, I, he was at uh, MCM last year. Oh, right. He did a great little talk. Used to work near, I think it was the green room he used to work. You remember, remember he used to be yeah. 
there. Yeah, 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 I get it. Gorilla now in it, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, so he... he, he he actually did a, a little oh. bit about um, Odyssey 7. He used to go and buy his comics oh, there. Oh, Odyssey 7 was great. It was in the university precinct. Mm, and the Phoenix. Yeah, it was over the Phoenix pub. And you'd go in and there was a litter. I don't, and it's gone now, all this. And yeah. It's all gone. They've, they've completely demolished it. It's gone. And you used to go to... Uh, you'd go up an escalator. You would hardly know it's there. You go up an escalator yeah, yeah. and suddenly you're in a little shopping square with it I had don't a water spoke. I don't remember anything else in there, just Odyssey 7. Oh, yeah. But, well, no... <laughs> Uh, you'll remember when I remind you there was next to Odyssey 7 there was a travel uh, travel agent that no one ever seemed to be in or go to across the uh, from it there was a job uh, one of these job agencies temp agencies there was a kebab shop um, oh, takeaway then you had a Waterstones and that Waterstones is the one that got firebombed because they had the Satanic Versus right. in stock they stocked that Waterstones stocked the Satanic Versus and some uh, some people obviously See the fatwa was put out on Salman Rushdie, and then a week later that got firebombed, and yeah. it was completely blown up. You couldn't go. I, I went that week, and I couldn't get my comics because uh, everywhere was shut off. Inconsiderate. Um, yeah, no, it's terrible. James Perkins, our James Perkins, hey, magic. One of our, one of our, uh, one of our big, big writers, one of the main yeah. guys. He's he's here saying, "Hey guys, with the It Chapter Two trailer finally dropping tomorrow, I was wondering what is your favourite Stephen King adaptation? Keep up the awesome work as always. Well, you keep up the awesome work yeah, as well. I know. That's it. He is part of that awesome work. I can say that straight away without even thinking." It, it is the uh, Salem's Lot miniseries with David Soul in 1977? No, it? I think it was 79. 79, okay. Right. Yeah. Right, well, okay. Split, yeah, split. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mine's probably Dead Zone. I wasn't sure. No, Dead Zone's good. Dead Zone's very good. I mean, I think I like, I like the Salem's Lot because I was genuinely shocked to see, uh, up until that point, I'd seen TV movies, yeah. and the minute you hear it's a TV movie, you go, mm, "Okay, it's it, not going to be." Was, you know. It was a big event. Um, yeah. yeah, that was. It was two parts, yeah. and it was bloody scary, and it was really well done. It was really well uh, presented, and it had David um, Solin, who yeah. we'd only ever seen in yeah. Starsky Nutch, or yeah. doing his songs on top Correct, of the pops, yeah. doing his first serious um, yeah. attempt at it. He, he didn't. He didn't like it, you know. I asked him, and he said, "I don't. I've never watched it since. I didn't think it. I didn't think anybody was still going on about that." And I went, "You're kidding! It's it's a classic. It's regarded as a classic." And he said, "Yeah, it was on, but he sees it as just a TV movie." And he know? probably it's a job in it for them. Yeah, I know. You'd think he'd. I mean, it, it was good. I mean, you remember who else was in it, don't you? James Mason. James Mason. Yeah. Oh, James and, Mason. Uh... Throw away the cross. Face the master. Faith against faith. Oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, the Scarred Guy. It's one of his last films. Oh, what do you mean? No. Uh, uh, oh. He played. He played the vampire. Yeah. But he he was genuinely scarred in real life. Right. Oh, I didn't. I'm gonna have to look his name up. Sorry. That. You have to find out. G- you have G- to let us know. Um, your your brother's on. Oh, Ross is on. Ross on's worth his saying evening chaps. Just say. Blah blah Game of Thrones. It's on the pile with Line of Duty, Walking Dead, and Breaking Bad. Never seen one. Still, he's just a everyone? contrarian. Well, <laughs> I mean, 
That's the problem when you wait. When you wait, though, you do. Um, you are going to know quite a lot of what's happened on it because you can't get away from it. Everybody seems to. With Game of Thrones, it's about three days, and then they go right. No spoilers, everyone. Then three days later, they themselves are going on about it. Breaking Bad, I think you'll enjoy a great deal. I think I think I want to be controversial. I think you should watch Better Call Saul, and then when that series actually ends, go back and watch Breaking Bad because it's fabulous. Line of Duty, yeah, they were supposed to be a big episode of that this week, but I've not watched that myself. I watched the first two seasons of that, or series, because it's British. Of course. Uh, and it was really good, but I just not had the time to catch up. Oh, with OK. Uh, can you I just think... interject? Yeah, go on. Reginalder. Oh, right. Loved yeah. him. He was yeah. a great character actor. He was in Mark of the Devil. Right, right. The 70s horror film. We got a bit of feedback from Helen. Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 4, titled The Last of the Starks. In a way, um, in a way, had it easy. It couldn't have possibly been worse than the nonsensical Episode 3, The Long Night, which many fans feel betrayed the very core of what Game of Thrones is. With the bar set so low, Episode 4 was always going to seem better in comparison, and sure enough, it wasn't the worst episode so far in Season 8. What do you mean by that? But the uh, the first bit, um, I wish you were still up, Helen, if you wanted to uh, elaborate it, it, on that. Is this our Helen? The, um, no, I, I don't think so. Right. This is, um, wait a minute. Many fans feel betrayed the very core of what Game of Thrones is. I heard somebody say something to this effect, and, and if I'm right, if I remember correctly, it was on a YouTube channel, someone was, was going on about it and said that the... It, Game of Thrones was known very much for when you thought something would happen, they would not do that. They'd do something very unexpected. And by comparison, this uh, battle of uh, Winterfell played pretty straight beats, didn't and, it? And it I didn't shock you that much. Is, like, other than the Arya killing the Night King, you didn't This is exactly any... what we were saying. Or it plays into what we were saying right. about since the books mm-hmm. have stopped. Yeah. Or, it, or it's gone beyond the books. They're making the story... feels more pedestrian. Yeah, they're it, making the yeah. story up now. Yeah. So it hasn't got that shocking value, and it hasn't. they're not playing... The but they're doing, they're doing very much standard fantasy sort of fare with this now because I'll give you a great example. Lady Mormont. Oh, yeah? brilliant. Loved yeah, her. Loved her character. She's one of my favourite characters, yeah. isn't it? What Game of Thrones would have done, Game of Thrones like circa three years ago yeah. when it was still going very closely to the book doing that, I feel that she would have just been there and that giant would have just casually stomped on her. Possibly. And just dead, done. No brave ending. There would have been no... No no brave ending. No no Hollywood ending there. Yeah. She'd have come out and gone, yeah, and then been shocked at the sight of this giant who would have then just casually stood on a crush to, like, she was nothing. He wouldn't have even been aware he'd done it sort of thing. You with me? Yeah, yeah. And you lose a a character, a fan favourite, is just dispatched in a really shocking throwaway manner that's what Game of Thrones was which is what it it did a lot you know there was a lot of the deaths weren't sort of built up they weren't the big pivotal point of an episode that's it very casual whereas whereas this it felt like when um, she did when he did come out and hit her and and all that she did 
did the run, then raced at him, and then he started to crush her, and then with her last breath, she gets him in the eye. And that was a very Hollywood ending mm. for me. That was that didn't feel like the Red Wedding, like or the, no. or these other bits where you're expecting something to happen, and my God, you were you casually got. A, a, a butcher, yeah, a butchering scene with three characters that you've been following just gone. Yeah, I mean, two I, minutes gone. I'm quite glad she got that last hurrah. I am she as was, well. She was a great character. I am as well, but but I but, think, but well, I totally yeah. get what you're saying. It, yeah. It's unrealistic with I, that. I wonder with the rest if of that. It. I wonder if that is what what people like like Helen's saying there. It it uh, it's the way she says it. It couldn't have been worse. The the long night, which many fans feel betrayed the very core of what Game of Thrones is. I might have to have a search online and see if there are people are saying. But yeah, if, you if, if you're still look, if Helen, you're still around, clarif- um, clarify that because we're know. very interested. Yeah, no, because it, it, I do get a vibe of what you mean by that. I do, and um, I think that was a very pedestrian not pedestrian as it was boring like whatever if if i'll take your word that if you see it on the the um the proper resolution that it's it's certainly it'd be more watchable than yeah. than, than how i saw it i had to really concentrate especially in the crypt bit but the it did feel more conventional more conventional it felt it, like it I was, was watching say one of the the lord of the rings movies. i was gonna say it was yeah. more lord of the rings than, yeah. than the rest of the series has been yeah so uh, yeah well that's the end of the that's the email so far anyway if you are still up remember studio at fabradiointernational.com and you know we've still got a couple more pieces of news or something we can go on about before we go to our final break it's it's funny we're talking then about uh, Salem's Lot and you know James Wan is doing mm. uh, he's doing a remake isn't he yeah apparently yeah. so and yeah. so there is going to be a remake of, of Salem's Lot and I would imagine it'll be very different with him, won't it? James Wan? Yeah. Doing, I mean, of, you know. I, I, I'm fed up of all these remakes and reboots. I always have been no, for a while. moaning, but some of them are good. Like, but it was all right, wasn't it? It was good. It was a surprise. Yeah. I mean, it was. I, I'll tell you something, that... It was on, you know, the 80s. The miniseries was on the other mm. day. It, it was on Sky. And, you know, my mate Dave was staying over, so he was watching that. But yeah, the 80s bit the, the, with them grown up. Yeah, with the the kids grown up. The the kid the kids section is, is great, the first part. I do think the second part is far weaker. And mm. Tim Curry was still amazing, but then that creature that they substituted him for at the end, and then yeah. they, I it's thought it's been ages since yeah, I've seen it. So I'm hoping that this doesn't revisit that because the yeah the, the when he comes back when they're adults, it's not as good. It's not got that Stranger Things sort of vibe that that Goonies vibe yeah. that the that the beginning has. With I mean, it. I think that's why this this new version of it worked mm. so well because mm. the. The zeitgeist of that sort of thing is is very oh, very current. Yeah. So it felt very much like Stranger Things, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, it had that, one of the yeah. one of the actors in it. So. Well, yeah, that that does um, that does does help, doesn't it? Um, we do a quick update on what's been going on with Avengers Endgame. So because we followed uh, when it launched and how well it was doing, and I, some exceptional figures still coming in. It after thirteen days, it beat. Titanic, it knocked Titanic from the number two spot. The, Do you reckon it, they rang a bell? Possibly, yeah. I, I that'll have upset um, that'll have upset a certain someone. That won't. Good. It, eh? Well, he's got the number one and number two 
well, for, he's gonna for be, he's gonna be crying. a decade. He's had the number one and number two for a decade. He's held the number one spot since the mid-90s when Titanic was released on... on D, D, it was coming out on video. Then it got a reissue on DVD and took some more money. So he, <laughs> can't, he managed to stay up and, and he only beat it with Avatar. Now, I've said Avatar sucks. It did nothing for me, that film. It was it. boring. The only reason it did well was because it brought 3D back. So... Um, here we go. You can imagine then that I would like to see an entertaining movie, uh, the number one movie of all time. I would like to look at the number one movie of all time and go, yep, that was an entertaining film. And it looks like I might get my wish because it's taken two points. How it was before was number one was Avatar at $2.75 billion. Number two was Titanic at two point two billion dollars now after only 13 days avengers endgame has taken 2.3 billion and it's taken the number two spot but it's only been out for near but two weeks and mm. it is still bringing in multiple people are going seeing this film four and five times yeah, yeah. you know i've seen people on facebook going i'm going seeing it in imax now when they've already seen it three times and yeah, they're going yeah. seeing it in IMAX because now they can get a ticket because IMAX has been sold out all over the country. Absolutely. So, yeah. so people are going, so there's still people that are going to go and see it on IMAX. And just, we're not even counting into the, the DVD Blu ray sales. No, nope, that's got to come. I make a prediction that it's going to be, it's going to knock Avatar off that. I'm hoping so. I really do hope so, because I think it deserves to. It's a highly entertaining movie. It's only got to take now four to point four billion, 400 million it's got to take. Mm-hmm. 400 million. If it takes 400 million now, it's got the number one spot. And do you know what? I think it won't. I think it'll hold that for a while. Yeah. I really do. So I'm quite, I'm quite happy with that. And then I found an added bit of news that links in with that. I used to love... They they were repeats on during the seventies of Perry Mason, mm. and I love the Perry Mason character Raymond Burr. Yeah, yeah. He gave up that role, and because he wanted to, detective um, shows were big at the time, like Kojak and stuff, and mm. he decided, oh, I want to change. So he left that role, and he ended up in Ironside. Yeah, and Ironside, the, 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 you wouldn't get a show like Ironside now. I mean, they tried to bring it back with a black actor in the role. And people were like, oh, right, is that it? Basically, Ironside is a former police uh, detective and he gets involved in it and uh, he gets shot and he's lost the use of his legs. So the, 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 the thing is, he's a private eye, like it's a cop show, he's a private eye, but he's in a wheelchair. That's oh, very progressive. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know it's progressive for them, that's what I mean, mm. but you know, if I came to you now and you were head of HBO and I've got this amazing, shocking uh, format for a TV show, it's a, a private detective, you go, okay, well, we've got quite a lot of them, and I go, and he's in a wheelchair. He's in an iron lung. I don't think, yeah, if he's in an iron lung, that'd be a great story. But I don't think you'd go, oh, yeah, let's sign that up, wheelchair, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. ticks all the boxes. Now it'll now. be a wheelchair with guns in it and lasers maybe maybe it'll fly <laughs> maybe right we're going for another break anyone wants to email in studio at fabradiointernational.com or let us know about game of thrones on twitter or anything else we've been discussing buried alive in each man is a strange depraved creature that turns the soul into a battleground of sin and violence turning life into an inferno 
in Dr. Henry Jeffers was this knowledge. Perhaps it was his quiet ways, his unloving wife, his simple homely face that drove him to unleash this inner presence. This was Jekyll's inferno. Dr. Jekyll gave life to the unspeakable evil of Mr. Hyde. Rich, handsome, decadent Mr. Hyde erupted to spew adultery, viciousness, murder in the greatest macabre spectacle of all time. American International Pictures presents a fascinating new Dr. Jekyll, a terrifying new Mr. Hyde. Robert Louis Stevenson's study in terrifying evil. Jekyll's Inferno. In color and megascope. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. We make total film look like rubbish. FabRadioInternational.com Hello and welcome back to the final segment on tonight's Starburst radio show at Fab Radio International. And thankfully, Helen hadn't gone to bed and she's just elaborated on uh, what she was talking about, a Game of Thrones. And she's saying, I believe that with the end in sight, what we're seeing is what we're getting. John and Danny and Cersei will vie for the Iron Throne and whichever of them is left standing at the end will get it. It's going to be exciting. There will be plenty of fire and blood and at this point nobody can predict what will happen next. I have plenty of complaints with the path we've taken to get here but when it comes down to it I'm looking forward to seeing how this all ends. Once it does maybe George R. R. Martin can finally write the rest of the books and finish things his way. Must be quite hard for him writing them books when they've already gone through the broad brush strokes i mean he'll concentrate on fleshing out stuff because there's stuff in them books that didn't end up in well it's it's like a lot of things that they've Mm. like the walking dead they've taken liberties with characters and the characters that have died that haven't died in the book and they tried to um, yeah try try to wrong foot the readers i suppose so that you weren't just getting a boring rehash yeah you'd already done but 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 whether or not he's actually Mm. had any say in how this is going to end yeah which if if that's the case yeah then you're waiting for that book it's spoiled already for you oh they missed a great thing out of the book though that I wish they had done. And it was, you know, the Red Wedding when uh, Rob Stark's mum gets her throat cut and yeah. all that. Well, she comes back in the book, you know. She's, uh, they, they, this, those people, uh, the brothers who've had a banner, mm. they, they find her, uh, her body and be resurrect her. But she's not quite right. She's, and so she actually talks through the slit in her throat, yeah. And she's all great. They call her Lady Stoneheart or whatever. And she's the one who goes after the phrase and people trying to get revenge right. for what happened. Now, obviously, they've not finished that off yet because these books haven't been written, but I thought, oh, my God. She could. When I heard that she came back, it got spoiled for me on Twitter. They yeah. went, the return of whatever. And I went, the return of what she comes back. So I've been thinking that she was going to turn up in one of these episodes. Well, you there's know, been enough they, people they just, return from the dead, haven't yeah, they? So. Well, they didn't, they didn't do that. They didn't go along with that. So uh, I don't know why. Uh, Julie B is saying, I think it's right to end Game of Thrones now as it's gone on a tad too long. Also, a few seasons were quite boring. Good while it lasted. Paul Gibbons is saying, uh, evening chats, great show as usual. Having skillfully avoided spoilers for a couple of weeks, I finally got to see Endgame. I can confirm that Martin's assessment was spot on. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh God! Have, have you watched the Far From Home trailer yet? Yeah, we'll have yes, a chat brilliant. about that in a minute. And also the bit in Salem's Lot that the vampire kid scratches at the bedroom window. Everybody course. remembers that. Me many sleepless nights as a kid. I have to be a bit vague because at forty-eight, I still can't bring myself to YouTube it. Yeah. No, I love that bit, Paul. I that bit. It's iconic. Oh God! It, it's so weird, and it? it's so weird. And he's there at the window like that. I mean the the did a um, sort of a homage to that in a scene in The Lost Boys, if you mm. remember. They had the Kim, and he's tapping on the window and he's going, it's all right, to his brother who is worried, and he, yeah. obviously he's turned into a vampire now, and he's tapping, and he's flying up, tapping at the window. He goes, yeah, why? You're, you're out, you look, how can you say you're all right? You're outside the, floating outside the window like that, you know? Um, love that. I like Lost Boys. Mm. It had a lot of feels, that sort of atmosphere about it. Yeah, and yeah. Um, very eight, yeah, very eighties movie. Brilliant. But no, I loved, I love Salem's Lot. Like I said, I'm glad. I'm glad people still have time for it. No, yeah. Although yeah. I haven't got it on Blu-ray. Can I get it on Blu-ray? Is it out? I think you can. Uh, I mean, they did that shortened feature version, didn't they? Oh, I don't want that. I yeah. want the full. I want the full. I want full fat, full kit and caboodle. Yeah, I do. So, what? What else? Well, oh, he's talking about the um, Far From Home trailer. Before we go through those yeah. dates, you were going to mention. Yes, the Far From Home trailer um, came out. What did you think? I loved it. I thought it's brilliant. The first trailer was okay, mm. but I think obviously now we know Endgame and now yeah. what's happened. And you had the little bit with wow, at, the, at that, the beginning. That would have been such a spoiler, wouldn't it? If yeah. You, if you'd have watched that and you hadn't seen Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. This does, does warn you were right at the beginning. Yeah. But, but yeah, but it's a lot of interesting things. You know, it, the theory of the multiverse is going to come into it. And... Well, he said that it, a a crack into it opened up because of Thanos. Mm. So they're actually saying that this multiverse is now accessible because of Thanos. Yeah. So that's great. So that's why we've not seen any of this before. Mm. And that you never know, maybe the Fantastic Four are on an alternate Earth. That I think that is the way they'll bring these in. That comes in. Well, how cool would it be if they were in 1960s New York and another world and then they ended up yeah. coming in? Because like we've, we mentioned it a few weeks ago, yeah. you know, the, all this stuff is canon. And then suddenly, yeah. where were you during that exactly, fight? Exactly, yeah. Well, that, that's what I mean. They could come to this world and not be able to get back to theirs. Yeah. And, um, and then they could be all very 1960s. You, it's almost like, you remember them Brady Bunch movies where they were, they were playing the yeah. parts of those characters characters back in the 60s and everybody else is normal yeah 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 and that's so they could do the fantastic four as as their old-fashioned 1960s type superheroes yeah don't and, quite we, fit and, in. and we know they can get away with humor with the ant-man yeah. films so oh yeah why not yeah so i'm i'm all for it i love i thought nick fury was on form yeah he was great in that in the trailer i love that about bitch you've been into space <laughs> that was great that was great um I don't think that this MJ is going to turn out to be Mary Jane Watson, you know. No. I don't think she's she's that character. I don't think she is. I think she's going to end up dying, in it. Oh, don't say that. I just do. I, do, I don't know. I, I, I hope it, they don't do too much sort of like fan service with with no. them plot points. We don't want another sort of like Green Goblin on the top of the bridge. and. no. Well, if you're going to do it, do it proper, though. I mean, if they're going to if they're going to let him grow up from this point, and you, the problem here you've got is he's got um, what's the deal again? He's got what he's under contract for one more movie, Holland, but it's with Sony. 
No, no, I think he's got one more Marvel one and then, then Sony. Sony. Yeah, he's done six movies. So he had um, oh, he had Civil War, then um, he had um, Homecoming, then there's the two Avengers movies. Well, it might be this one, his last This one is his not, last yeah, one yeah. for Marvel, yeah. The next one, if he did a sequel for this, it would be with Sony and not Marvel, unless well, they redo the deal. Now, the problem you've got there... Keep your fingers crossed. Well, I was hoping that Marvel would keep onto it and Sony would have the, the, the sense to do it, but I don't think so. I think they'll think, if they do a Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland in it, that you'll assume it's Marvel. Yeah. And I, Because the Marvel logo still comes on at the beginning, remember? Absolutely, yeah. But I liked it when... Uh, I thought it was very funny Spider-Man Homecoming because they started off and, and the logo, the Sony Entertainment logo came up and then that's the first time we've seen that above in, in front of one of these mm-hmm. and then they did um, then then Marvel Studios had made a massively long orchestral logo for Marvel Studios that had the, the 60s Spider-Man yeah, tune yeah. on it and it was sort of like, yeah, that's how you do it, sunshine. Yeah. Well, um, it's at the end of the trailer as well. Yeah, I know. New little version of I that know. as well. It was, it was great, wasn't it? And and that's why I, I'm looking forward to it. But and I it's do... an interesting twist on uh, on Mysterio as well. Yeah. I know, yeah. yeah. I, I think he's lying. I don't think he's from another dimension. I think he'll turn out to be a con artist. I think he'll turn out to be a bad guy just as he is in the comics. Mm. That's well, my he, thought. He was a uh, special effects guy, wasn't he? Yeah, I know. That films. Was, that's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. That's why it was great. And, and it turned out you thought he had magic powers but he was just a special effects wizard yeah fancy i mean fancy coming up with that idea in the in mid 60s yeah and crazy. Dressing, dressing like dr strange and... yeah i know it's brilliant and and that was that sort of but he i've got to admit he looks absolutely bloody ridiculous but that fishbowl helmet I, i've always great. loved it i've always, always loved it it's a great design isn't it but the yeah the what i'm I just want, yeah, just give me J. Jonah Jameson, please. Just yeah. give me the Daily Bugle and J. Jonah Jameson, and then I will say to you, this is a definitive version. Yeah, and, and swallow your pride and get bloody the proper guy. Yeah, he's great, and he'd still be good. He's the only one who can do it. He is. He nailed it. That's why I love those three Spider-Man mo- movies, and I know the, there's a lot of people go, oh, the third one's nice. It's still damn enjoyable to watch. All three of those are great. The second one is one of my favourite superhero movies yeah. ever made. One yeah. of my favourite movies, Spider-Man 2. I love it. I think they recreate covers from comic books. Yeah, yeah. It's there's, all lots, there's, to the, there's, there's a lot of fan service without it being don't get too in the much. Way. Yeah. Don't drown yeah. it out. So that was good. So yeah, a bit of an elongated answer, but no, we thought it was yeah. brilliant. And I love loved the it. Spider-Man stealth suit and all that. But yeah, with just that one trailer, you've, you've answered the question, which everyone was wondering, oh, what next now? What yeah. next? Well, that... Yeah, yeah. Basically. So, what uh, what are you itching to tell us about? There's got, some dates. We've got some dates for the next Star Wars films. Yeah. We have already knew that they were going to go on hiatus for a little bit. Yeah. You know. But, Shitbag shuffle. But, we, well, sort of. We no, are, we are still need... getting the Mandalorian and things. It's Look, still going to be loads hey, of stuff hey, on TV. At least they were honest about it. Bob Iger said, yep, it's my fault. I pushed this too quick. It's time that we dialed it back and got on. And he's ba- what he's basically saying is, yeah, let's get get some quality now. Yeah, yeah. but it, when you look at these dates, I mean, the first one's going to come on December 16th, 2022. Mm. So you're still, you know, a film takes three years to make. Yeah. So you still got more or less mm. that gap anyway. Uh, 
The one after that, two years later, December 20th, 24th. Well, that's more like, in a, this one a year. Yeah. You're going to, yeah, you're wearing people out. And the final that. one, December 18th, 2026. The downside is, mm. in between them, you've got the Avatar films. Doesn't matter, does it? But the good point I mean, of that... What I've said tonight, and I'm going to put money, I don't think they're going to make as much splash as they did, as that movie did first time. I think they're going to be um, very much treated with a yawn. The, the, the good news on the Avatar thing is that means it's been pushed back another year. Yeah. So right. it's getting closer to never you coming out, in my to, view. You might, have to, <laughs> uh, you might have to see it one day, though. I mean, they can't keep doing this, can they? You know. And another one that they've pushed back as well as the New Mutants, yeah. which was meant to come out months ago. Oh, the New Mutants, there has to be something really seriously wrong with this film because mm. the, the, the way that they've prevaricated over getting it to release is unreal. I mean, it's the same with with the Dark Phoenix movie, but I've got to say the there are people in the industry that saw the Dark Phoenix movie and, um, and the, the general comment is it's a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. So I don't know if the New Mutants is the same. I mean, well, the, considering it's, yeah. it was mostly shot, yeah. and then they went into reshoots. Yeah, uh, that was like last year. Yeah, and then it was. I think it's supposed to come out next time. month or something like that. And yeah. then and now they put it well, back some, again. So. Some people saying it's it's just too scary. Um, don't know if that's true. <sighs> it might or just not. be that people don't get, really care and it's rubbish. All right, but there. <laughs> oh no, I get it. So we've got um we there was another bit of a uh, bit of a backlash this week for anybody who's a fan of video games and video games characters and it's been long talked about a Sonic the Hedgehog movie and then the trailer came out and you've got Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik you've got um I've forgotten who's doing the voice of Sonic now but the everyone was watching the trailer it's okay uh until Sonic actually turned up and then I mean I had my view on it I thought oh that looks a bit a bit unusual but what do I know I mean I'm not exactly the demographic this is aimed at and mm. I do like Sonic the Hedgehog from a nostalgic point of view I loved the fact that you had all the rings around the uh, that Paramount was, logo that was the best bit of the with trailer it, with all the, the noise of the rings and, yeah. and all that I thought that was great but yeah people really really didn't like Sonic the way he looked I mean he he looked how you'd expect him to they, I think the leg people were talking about oh his legs too like no his feet are not big enough he had cartoon oversized feet but he did have long legs because yeah. that's how he could run to that well, yeah and they'd have um, that thing where it'd all yeah. It'd yeah. spin like exactly um, but the main thing was yeah he had very average sized eyes not very cartoony and the worst part he just had normal human teeth and they look odd yeah, he just looks strange. I, I know. I was staring at it for a while, and then I thought, you don't oh, actually know right. what it is at first. Do you? No, you don't, because <laughs> I was looking at it, going, "This summit just not quite right here." And then I thought, oh, "I'll leave it." And then the next minute, the internet's gone fire with us, aren't they? they, they everybody's just tweeting, going, "Oh my god, ah, oh, get, get rid of it." So you think, do people listen now? Do they do it now? Bear in mind, this must be a massively close to completion this film now I mean this must yeah. be very very you know that they're, they're certainly going to give him a, a, a tooth transplant yeah and then director Jeff Fowler went on Twitter and, and I can't believe this fair play to the guy he just went thank you for the support and the criticism he tweeted the 
the message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design and you want changes. It's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making the character the best he can be. My God, somebody admitting they've got something wrong. And that's that. Saying, I'll fix it. Bravo. Yeah, that's it's a breath of fresh air. My God, I wish people would be, be like that more. Hmm. It's absolutely as as fantastic. <laughs> oh my God, no, no. I just in it in it nice that somebody just goes okay, fair enough. Thought we'd see what you thought. Yeah, because let us know. because they waste too much money releasing something that people are going to hate. Yeah, I know. Oh, that you wouldn't have got people won over with that. No, um, I mean it was vitriolic. People were like, "What? How? Why is it look like that?" I mean, yeah, they wanted him to look like Sonic Head. It, people know what this character looks like. It wasn't though the bat. The backlash was going. You know, why are you doing this? It, no. I hate the fact you're doing it. It was like yeah. it just looks wrong. It just looks <laughs> totally wrong. People were freaked out. It's the teeth. Mm. more than the eyes it was literally the teeth they'd just given him human looking teeth and he looked really strange now when I actually looked at a picture of him you don't know what his teeth are they're just a white line of whiteness mm. you know you just they're just there and, and they're very cartoony I think people just want this they're, they want him to look like Pikachu looks like Pikachu yeah in Detective Pikachu well and everybody freaks out about that trailer mm. and, yeah. and you know we go back to Magic Perkins he, he watched mm. it for us uh at the, the press screening, and he's loved it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good eight, out, yeah. eight out of ten for him. Yeah, that, that is it. I don't know what to say, really. I mean, I'm glad. I mean, it is, though, I'll say that. I'm very, very, very glad to hear somebody just going, yep, I'll sort it. Get no, on with no, it. Bravo, it. Yeah. bravo. Oh, the only last thing, you've got some Horror Channel things we can finish on, but yep. uh, next week I think it'll be me, you, and uh, me, Martin, and Chris will be here next week, so it'll be a good uh, little chat. We, uh, You never know, we might have even seen Detective Pikachu by then. Who you knows? never know. You never um, know. But yeah, CW, uh, obviously Arrow's wrapping up next year, so they've got uh, a new series, Batwoman, uh, the pilot, apparently has been seen by the higher-ups and it was that good, they just went straight to series. So that that is going to be a series, a uh, full 20-odd episode CW series. So yeah. let's hope it's as good as the uh, little little look we had of her in the crossover last year. Yep. Mm. Right, quick one then. Yep. Uh, uh, my, my picks for this weekend in the Horror Channel. On Friday, 20 to 11, they live. And what a film that is, it's wonderful. Enough said. Yeah, the minute you put them glasses on, I was sold on that film. Yeah, wasn't a massive yeah. success when it came out, but... It's got a massive cult following yeah, now. It, once yeah. it hit video, I think, yeah. people loved it. Massive cult mm. following. And just the best fight scene that's totally pointless. Oh, that was <laughs> ten minutes long, that scene, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, God, it's a very homoerotic scene, that. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and another odd one for Saturday night, 11 o'clock in the, the evening, Priest... Okay, yeah. You're Paul Bettany. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on that. It's okay. I wrote, I wrote a, uh, <laughs> I wrote a big piece on that in It's Only a Movie, and you can dig it out as a back issue from years ago. But we're um, going to say watch it anyway. But watch it anyway, because you might be the person who likes it. <laughs> Is that us done? That's us done. Right then. Well, there we go. Well, it was a fun bit of post uh, deadline show there. That was all mm-hmm. right. So. Yeah, I've been Mike and he's been Martin and we will see you next week. Tumbling through a thousand centuries You don't know where you land It's so dark in mythology Treasures of history To be found 
been listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bar, Portland Street, Manchester.